on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. Uh, if you need something to do while you're locked inside for the next however long we're locked inside, uh, check out Manscaped because then when the time comes for all of us to go back outside and live normal lives, you can be perfectly groomed and manicured and ready for that. Um, they're, they have a whole bunch of incredible products. Um, they're like flagship right now is the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. That is just incredible. Um, they have shaving creams and like post shave balms, all sorts of that different kind of thing as well. Um, they really just get you all set up. So if you use the code DNVR 20, then you can save 20% at manscaped.com and you'll get free shipping too. So check it out. All right. Um, some exciting stuff happening for the Buffs today. Um, mostly on the basketball side. Uh, so let's start with this. Uh, John Rothstein reported this morning that um, Jamarius Randall from Wichita State is receiving interest from Louisville, Auburn, and Colorado. Uh, and so I was digging around a little bit. Sounds like uh, he's actually received interest from about 40 teams. He's been contacted by about 40 teams. Um, who knows if Colorado will end up near the top of this list. But um, it's fun to think about. It's fun to think about for sure. Uh, so Jamarius Randall is a very good um, guard, uh, primarily shooting guard. He played a lot of point guard this year for Wichita State. Um, he can obviously do both. Uh, he's coming off his sophomore year and would likely sit out next year. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I think the Buffs are in a position where they should be looking at not just JUCO transfers, but guys who could transfer from another Division One school, sit out a year, and then be ready to go after McKinley Wright and the rest of this massive uh, senior class graduates. Um, sounds like Tad Boyle is kind of on the same page there, uh, offering Jamarius. They might push to have him play next year. That that backcourt of McKinley Wright and uh, Jamarius uh, Burton would be the best in the Pac-12. Um, and, and I don't think it'd be all that close. Um, the, Jamarius' ability to play multiple de- positions, uh, defend mul- multiple positions, he can run the point, um, he can play a little bit on the wing. It just opens up so many possibilities. It makes this offense a little bit more dynamic. Um, I think that this year, 
Colorado's offense was really good at what it did, but it didn't really change what it did much. Um, you have the big post presence um, with Evan Batty, with Tyler Bay. Um, you have some decent shooters outside, um, but really you want to initiate everything with McKinley Wright trying to get to the rim and then passing the ball off from there. Or sometimes you want to initiate the offense by getting it into the post to one of those uh, big guys. Um Having another option like Jamarius Burton just gives you a whole nother angle that you can attack um, the defense. Um, shooting threat, obviously, good passer, a smart guy uh, from what I've read and watched a little bit. But uh, yeah, just having a second guy who can initiate offense, take some of the load off of Kin, that'd be the ideal situation. Um problem is that he likely is sitting out a year which isn't that big of a deal you'll have Keyshawn Bartholomew um, likely to taking that role that I kind of explained for Jamarius next year next to McKinley Wright and then uh, the year after you go into the season with Jamarius Burton Keyshawn Bartholomew Dominique Clifford as your three guards in the rotation uh, with uh, let's see Eli Parquet would be a senior then, um, likely coming off the bench. So hopefully the Buffs can pull this off. Uh, it'd be a huge get. Um, I, I think that's definitely possible, especially when, you know, I, I think Tad can sell his program. Um, and he can say, guess what? Uh, you're, you'd be in a tough position next year, but the reins would be totally yours the year after. Luckily, you're probably going to have to redshirt anyway, so it it's a uh, it's a great opportunity. And like I said, the, the the cupboard's kind of barren for Colorado after next season. They don't have too many players, but because Tad has been around so long, he can go back, show his track record, and say, "Hey, we're going to get things figured out. Don't worry, we're not going to be a bad basketball team." We're just going to have to work to make it happen, and I can show you that I've done it in the past and promise you that I can do it again. You're a piece of that. Um, and I think that he should be able to sell this program um, to somebody like Jamarius Burton. Um, you definitely push for the waiver. See if you could get him to play next year. Because, you know, the, the way the NCAA has been trending for a few years now is toward... Um, making transfers easier, um, letting kids play more quickly after they transfer, um, allowing them to transfer wherever they want to. That sounds like the next step will probably be um, letting every player have one free transfer where they don't have to sit out a year. Um, again, with all the coronavirus stuff going on that make it's a lot less likely that that's going to go into effect next year. But I do think that. It's going to happen here pretty quickly. And even before that happens, you're going to see more and more waivers being granted for different reasons. Maybe the Buffs can find a way to get him a waiver, or maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't want him to be a junior next year and a senior um, the year after. They want to get one more year out of him. Um, once Keyshawn Bartholomew and Dominique Clifford have had a couple of years in the program, try to make a run then. Um What's most important, though, is that Jamarius is a very good basketball player who can do a bunch of different things and uh, would fit in 
very well um, at Colorado. Uh, he was the he played a lot as a freshman. Um, won a couple freshman of the week awards in his conference. Um, set the Wichita State true freshman assist to turnover ratio um, record. Led the team in assists in 19 of 37 games as a freshman. So th- there's a whole bunch to look at. Um, you know, look at the stats. He, he put up, uh, I think, 10 points a game. Um, that's on a different page, though. There we go. Yeah. Uh, nope. Yeah. 10.3 points per game. Um, 102 assists. I'm not sure how many games. I wish we had assists per game. But yeah, so... He's a good guard. He can play the two. He can play the one. He's one of the best transfers in the country. That's why there's so much interest in him. Um, and if he goes to Colorado, that'd be huge, huge for the Buffs, um, whether he plays next year or not. Uh, but he's not the only guy who we had some news about today. Um, also, we learned that uh, Jabari Walker, the power forward, um has narrowed his um, choices down to three. So it's either Cal, Colorado, or St. Mary's. Uh, he's kind of going to fit into that Tyler Bay role. I'm expecting anybody to be Tyler Bay is a stretch, but that's kind of his game. Um, from Arizona, power forward, 6'8", 195. He's graduating this spring, but still hasn't made a decision I think you'd have to like Colorado's odds in this group. Um, it makes sense to bring him in. Ideally, have him redshirt for a year behind Tyler. Uh, watch Tyler and then um, let him play quite a bit as a redshirt freshman. Um, he's, let's see, the the composite has him at 247 sports, uh, 49th out of all power forwards in the country. Um, so not the most highly rated recruit. But, again, Tad doesn't really care about the stars. He he does a lot of his own scouting. Um, he doesn't... He, he wants fit, um, the, having the right feel for the team a lot more than he wants to have somebody who can jump really high or run really fast. And he gets a lot of hate for that. And, you know, there's points to be made both ways. But if you're playing for chemistry, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what all shakes out here. Um, but with the two transfers leaving, uh, Dalen Kuntz and, uh, Jakob Dombeck, uh, these look like the two places those two scholarships will go. Um, they already had the two for the two seniors who are leaving, um, Shane Gatling and Lucas Seward. Those are going to Dominique Clifford and, uh, O'Brien from, uh, Columbine, um, and so then there could be up to two more open on top of all of this uh, if Tyler Bay and McKinley Wright decide to go to the NBA. Um, and if that happens, I, I bet you'd see something similar, maybe one more freshman, one more transfer, um, with two transfers being more likely than two freshmen. Um so yeah, there's an update there. Before we move along, I want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery, our good friends, um, who are now delivering. They have an expanded delivery radius, uh, which actually reaches all the way up to me here in Cap Hill. I'm inside the radius by like 
three blocks, four blocks. Uh, so I'm definitely going to need to get some stuff delivered now that we're on. Are they calling it lockdown? I'm not sure what they're calling it. But it's after five and my phone buzzed and there was a link to learn more. But uh, yeah, so if you want to have alcohol delivered to you, they will do exactly that. Uh, you, you can use their website, pick out what you want. They'll bring it right to your door. It's a great deal. Makes things so much easier right now. Um, again, so many good beers, great prices. Um, they, uh, they have the Avalanche, Colorado Core, the Hot Peak, Strawberry Sky. You can use the beer locator too on their website. If, if you're making your trip out to go get groceries, make sure you're getting to a grocery store that sells whatever kind of Breckenridge beer you want to try. Um, again, I really recommend the 15 can sampler, uh, and they'll drop it off. You can pick it up there too. So use them. Also, uh, if you're looking for delivery, um, use Bojo's. They're now on DoorDash, or you can also go in and pick up your pizza. Uh, it's the best pizza you're going to find. True Colorado mountain pies. They're so big. They use locally sourced honey in the dough. Uh, they have gluten-free pizzas, cheeseless pizzas, plant-based options. And if you go pick it up, um, you can get 30% off your order. Um, all you have to do is ask for it. Just say you listen to the DNVR Buffs podcast um, and you're getting takeout and you can go in there, grab your pizza for 30% off. It's a steal. Um, again, cannot rec- recommend those guys enough. Before we get into some football stuff, um, I want to make sure I remind you guys that Saturday at 1.30 Mountain Time, we will all be pressing play on the 62-36 game from 2001 when the number 15 Buffs played the uh, number one Nebraska Huskers, stopped them from going to uh, the Rose Bowl. Big game, a lot of fun. We're all going to be watching. We'll be tailgating before. I'll have a bunch of Breck beers at my place. I'm sure Ryan will and Allie will and um, everybody else who's a buff at DNVR. It's going to be a great way to spend a Saturday. If you guys don't live in apartments um, like like I do, then you can go and like grill outside, which sounds pretty great. Um, I'll be putting some brats in a pan probably. Um they won't be as good, but it's as close as we can get. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll tweet out the link to that video, the one that we're going to use, um, probably about an hour before the game, so like 12.30, but we'll be um, busy all morning um, pre-gaming and tailgating. Hopefully you guys are excited about this because I know I am and everybody at DNVR is. Um, we've kind of had like this first phase of the DNVR watches, watching Love is Blind, watching uh, baseball, the the documentary, um, watching the Avs Stanley Cup series and the Nuggets playoff run in 2009. Um, as this one kind of keeps going, we're about to throw in this next part, which is going to include college football on Saturdays. Uh there's a Rams game in the afternoon. Like I, th- I think it's a bowl game against Missouri. I couldn't tell you exactly which game, like from the 90s, I think. So if you're a fan of both teams or if you just want to watch football, we'll be watching that right after. But yeah, that's the plan. We'll all be watching. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, okay, but some football stuff, some real this year football stuff. Um, we haven't had a real chance to dig into the Antonio Alfano thing. Um, I mean, we've, we've kind of talked about where he sits with the team. 
um, the potential for him to be here this fall or not be here. Um, and, you know, my guess is what, that he won't be, but that door is not closed. Um, and we've kind of talked through some of that stuff, but we haven't gotten to the actual practical football implications of Antonio Alfano not being on this football team next year. Um, and that's what we're going to do now. So, um, for those of you who haven't been listening to this podcast for long or haven't been following the Antonio Alfano situation, Tony Alfano is a freak athlete. Um, the, the, the best high school football player in his class goes to Bama. Things kind of flame out there. He winds up transferring to Colorado. I think he made appearances in like two games at Bama in his one year there. Uh, so he would be a redshirt freshman this year. He's on campus. Well, I, I guess he's probably not on campus now since campus is closed down. But uh, he uh, is going to classes or is watching classes through his computer probably is how that's working. Um at CU, uh, but um, because of some issues he had, uh, he is suspended indefinitely. We haven't really gotten the details there. If there were spring practices and I had been up in Boulder today, like I was probably supposed to be because of spring, or it was this spring break? This is spring break now. So there wouldn't have been practices this week. But last week, we would have been asking Carl Durrell and everybody else up there what's going on with Antonio. Um, so that's kind of where things stand. Um, if, if he plays, there's a good chance he's one of the three best players on this defense as a freshman. And if he doesn't play, there there's a big loss. Um, and so those are the two scenarios that we will be talking about uh, right now. Um, here's my biggest thought about this situation. So we knew before that... The Buffs' defensive line was in a great spot. Um, they had probably four guys, five guys who deserved to be starting um, in the three spots, and they had plenty of guys behind that who deserved rotational roles. Um, this starts to change things primarily in the floor for this unit, I believe. Um, so, so right now, you're probably going to see Mustafa Johnson, Jalen Sami, Terrence Lang starting. Uh, probably would have been um, Alfano and Lang's spot, if I had to guess. Um, and they probably could have played him at outside linebacker too, but it didn't feel like that's the route they were going. Um, and behind them, you have Naeem Rodman, Austin Williams, who both looked great as true freshmen last year, Janaz Jordan, who looked very good as a sophomore, um, Jeremiah Doss, more guys coming on campus too. You lose one of these top guys, though, and and now you're saying we, we have enough starting defensive linemen, but if, if you see regression from one of those guys or an injury, then all of a sudden there's the potential for a hole on that defensive line, and I don't think that's likely. I think that um, Naeem Rodman, for example, could step up and do a great job for three games if Mustafa Johnson, knock on wood, isn't available. Um, but... Maybe Naeem takes a step back too. All of a sudden, there is a path for this defensive line to disappoint that really wasn't there before. Um, in terms of the ceiling, the ceiling falls for sure. Um, Antonio Alfano, I mean, you see what Kayvon Thibodeau did last year at Oregon in his first year as a true freshman, as a number one uh, recruit in the entire country at any position. Um, you know, the, the difference between Terrence Lang um, and Antonio Alfano could be four or five sacks. Um, and so that ceiling does drop, but it doesn't concern me nearly as much as the floor. 
Um, I do think that this defensive line is probably set here. I think that there was more potential for change with Alfano because you really do have, I mean, four guys now, five guys before, who are worthy of being starters on this football team. Um, But when you have Mustafa Johnson, Jalen Sami, Terrence Lang coming back, as your starters, you're bringing back your whole defensive line and adding another guy into the mix, that's where you could start to see some changes. Um, it'd be a surprise if Janaz Jordan overtakes Terrence Lang. That's just, you know, you, he'd really have to earn that spot um, for the coaching staff to make that switch. Now, it is a new coaching staff. Um, that does make it a lot easier for there to be changes across the roster. Um, because they weren't the ones who set this order last year, and everything will be an open competition. But losing Alfano, and again, there's no guarantee that he's gone, it, it does hurt this unit, especially because this was supposed to be the best unit on the team. Um, Mustafa Johnson's going to the NFL draft next year. Um, Jalen Sami is, I think, a, a very real NFL prospect, although that's probably still... I think he does play three more years at Colorado before then. Um, and Terrence Lang, who's who's a, a, a power five, a Pac-12 caliber starting defensive end and a 3-4 defense. Throw Alfano in there, throw those young guys in there, and um, it is the anchor of not just the defense, I don't think, but this entire team. You know, you like the linebackers, um, but mostly because Nate Landman's anchoring them. You know, John Van Deest has had reps, and he's looked all right. Same thing with Akil Jones. You want to see more Josh Allen. You want to see Marvin Ham. Then you have the outside guys like Carson Wells, Jamar Montgomery. Either one of them could have very big years. Um, but you just have so many guys that you trust along that defensive line. Um and you don't anymore. Um, secondary, same thing. Some experience. I think that that's probably my pick for the second best group. Maybe running backs could be in that conversation as well. Um, bringing back Fontenot, um, bringing back Jaron Mangum, um, Deion Smith doing all he's done for his game, um, and then obviously adding Ashad Clayton into the mix. So... Now I start to see this defensive line group a lot more like the receivers um, in that, you know, I, I think that Katie Nixon and Mustafa Johnson are comparable. Um, maybe obviously not in terms of what they do for a football team, but in terms of kind of the caliber of player, like they're both Pac-12 caliber starters, like very good starters, maybe not the the top two at their position in the conference, but top four um so you have them the experience anchoring things i think obviously mustafa is a better pro prospect um even though they're both definitely undersized kd is very notably undersized um but you have those guys anchoring it you have some other guys you like you know dimitri stanley is kind of the jalen sami um terrence lang he deserves a little bit more credit than probably a Daniel Arias, uh, Jalen Jackson, that group. But um, you do expect to see more of a mix now that maybe you didn't before. Um, you know, you expected to see all those defensive linemen rotate in, but it was going to be the majority of the snaps going to those top four guys. Um, that could change. And it could change enough that you see 
some of the really young guys get reps as true freshmen. Um, I think it, it would be tough because they are so deep at that position, but this will be a pretty deep rotation, I think, um, similar to the way that Darren Cheverini runs those receivers, um, trying to get six, seven of them on the field. Um, you know, Jordan Berry, he's a big guy. He's at 330 pounds already. He could be ready to get out there and play early, I think. I think for sure he has the body. Um, Justin Jackson, uh, you know, uh, Jason Harris is an outside linebacker, so he doesn't factor in. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him play um, early on as well. So I think that that's what we're seeing here is that if Antonio Alfano is gone, then you're relying just a little bit more. I mean, obviously, everybody just gets bumped off the chain. Um, it's it's no longer, well, I hope Janaz Jordan takes another step or Austin Williams, I hope he takes another step or Naeem Rodman, you, you don't just need one of those three to be your fifth rotational piece. And ideally, you get one more too. You need at least one of those three to be regular, consistent contributors. Um, you need the other two to be ready to go at any moment. And you're probably going to need at least a couple more guys to rotate in at some point in the season. And that's very similar to how the receivers are going to work. You have Katie Nixon. You have Dimitri Stanley. Daniel Arias can do some things that you like. Uh, Jalen Jackson can do some things that you like. Vontae Chenault, you're hoping he takes a step and is ready to go. Um, Maurice Bell, and maybe you see some of the young guys sneak through too. So, Antonio Alfano obviously is a big loss, um, but I think what what was scary about it is how it changes the floor for this defense. Just because you now need one more of those other guys to produce at a Pac-12 level as 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, um, and some of them 18-year-olds. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Berry gets out there early. Um, that's how I see it. If you guys have any other thoughts on all this, let me know. Um, I'm curious to hear what you think, as always. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is by going to uh, the post for today's show at thednvr.com, where you can leave a question or your thoughts on whatever. Um, it can be football-related. Honestly, at this point, it can be about pretty much anything. Um, yeah, uh, if you're excited about 62-36, that's the game we picked. Uh, that's great. If you want to see another one, then let us know because we still haven't decided what next Saturday is going to be. As I don't want to look too far ahead because this Saturday is going to be so much fun. It's time to start thinking about it. So do that. Leave your questions um, and really appreciate all those. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that if you're looking for uh, a way to entertain yourself during this, I don't know, what, what do we call it now? It's not really social distancing. I feel like the World Health Organization or Uh, plus, if you sign up for their loyalty program, let them know that you listen to the DNVR Buffs podcast. You'll get 20% off once per month. Um, so if you think $89, what's 20% of that? It'd be like $18. 
Um, so that's $71. $71 for an ounce is a crazy deal. Hopefully you guys take advantage. It's at 9th and Broadway. They have parking in the back. Um, they are still open. The way it works, I think they might have shifted. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say I think. Um, I know that they shifted to curbside pickup. So the way it works now is you go online um, and you uh, pick out whatever you want and then you uh, go pick it up and buy it there and they'll bring it out to the parking lot behind, uh, come straight to you. It's just online shopping. You go pick it up. Um, Super convenient. Cannot recommend these guys more. They win so many awards. Um, V3 hash oil bulk deals. They'll do five cartridges for a hundred bucks. It's good stuff. They're local. So help them out right now and they'll help you out too by giving you a, a great deal. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We'll be back with a bunch of other things going on this week. I think we might be able to hear from Justin Michael of DNVR Rams um, talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, draft podcast. Sounds like the draft is still happening in April. Got to keep talking about the buffs who are going to be there. Um, and then 6236 Saturday. Something to look forward to. And I know I am. Hopefully you guys are too. Um, I'll see you later. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it. Get up,
like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it, play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go. You know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag.